next up, we've got the amazing, the incredible, the very pink, Dave Rendell. Dave, are you there? I am here. Are you, you're wearing, you, you're kind of black today though. You're not all pink. It's not all pink. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's pink on the shirt, pink, uh, pink wristbands, it's brand new pink glasses. Well, this is after you, Labor Day. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's after Labor Day. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, all I can think about is like Victoria's Secret, you know, like Victoria's <laughs> Secret, when you walk by the pink, it's always like black and pink. So, you know, they've I asked me like, numerous times to be a model for them. And I've just, I have my values, you know, and my, my, you know, I just, I can't, uh, I can't give into that kind of a thing. So I'm, I'm just staying strong and I keep, I keep fighting back, pushing them away, you know. If I see your picture, well, I want to see a full body Dave oh, Rendell, like cut out at the Victoria's Secret with, you know, I could just see, I think you'd be sort of standing like with your hip cocked a little bit, your arm on it and like just pink undies on. Like I, I, I really, and pink, I think you'd be wearing pink Chuck Taylors. Um, I have those. I, same yep. shirt you got on, right? No? No, I have those. Yeah, I actually hate their pink line because they use the word pink on stuff that isn't pink. And so I find that problematic. You can't be wearing a green shirt that says pink. You can't have a brown shirt that says pink. If it's not pink, it's not pink. So not I, have pink. A, I also have a beef with them on that. We're, we're fighting that out in the courts. I hear you. <laughs> Take it to social media. That's where you'll get your, uh, that's where you get your traction. <laughs> so, um, all right. So everybody's like, what the heck, right? Um, so Dave is, he's a really interesting cat because Dave um, is a tremendous speaker, uh, author, and um, he's actually the guy. You're gonna a lot of people watching this don't know this, but every year we have our Better Your Best finalists, and they stand on our stage and they tell their story, and the audience votes, and we pick a winner for my uh, for the Better Your Best, the spokesperson position for my organization. And what we started doing is having Dave actually um, coach them, and. The oh well, two things. One is the, he is tremendous at coaching people on how to communicate thoughts, ideas from from a from stage presentation. And that when I say from stage, that could be a video, that could be a webinar, that could be an actual physical from stage. Um, he in the past he was a leadership professor and a stand up comedian, and he somehow's made this all work with this concept of the the freak factor and. Um, you know, we, we earlier this year, we had uh, Dave come in and coach a number of our members on public speaking. And we got so many people coming back to me, writing me notes saying that was the most tremendous experience and learning experience that I've had in a long, long time. So Dave is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, how would you describe what you do, Dave? Because you, you're, you're, you have so many I think facets to, to who you are. I mean, I guess technically you're a professional speaker. I mean, how would you classify yourself? Well, I think if you put it all together, I mean, my general goal is just to help people succeed, right? So I'm trying to help them either be better in their personal life or their professional life, better at speaking or better in their own business or in their own career. So I think that's kind of the, you know, whether it's coaching or doing the presentations itself or, or doing some consulting or writing books, or I just designed an assessment, my goal is to help people get better, help other people get better. And primarily, 
you know, to see they already are better than they think they are. Like we, like you said earlier, you know, I have this idea that weaknesses might also be strengths, the freak factor that the things that we think are wrong with us or wrong with other people might actually be ours or their best qualities. And so part of my goal is to help people see that they're better than they already are. Even with public speaking, you know, I try to teach people, you're already talking almost all day, every day, you just think of public speaking as a completely different activity instead of thinking of it as just one more part of how you already communicate. And if you saw yourself as having 30, 40, 50 years of communication experience and you tried to speak more normally, comfortably, naturally while you were on stage, you'd be more effective by realizing you're already better than you think you are instead of thinking, well, I don't do that for a living. So I think that's maybe my one main message that you're better than you think you are. And if you want to keep getting better, you know, build on that, um, what you already have instead of trying to be someone completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, real quick, I love this concept of the freak factor. Um, because I think more of us are freaks more than we're normal. I don't even know what normal is, but just so the audience can, people watching this, explain what that, what the freak factor is, how you came about it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's really simple and I didn't sort of um, like make it up or do some kind of marketing study. It just happened to me. You know, I was always in trouble my whole life, especially in school, because I couldn't sit still, be quiet and do what I was told. And then as an adult, I stumbled into public speaking where I get paid to stand up, not to sit down. I get paid to talk, not to be quiet. I get paid to run my own business, not to do what other people tell me to do. And so I discovered, uh, which I didn't know, you know, when everybody told me I was going to be a failure growing up, I figured they must know they're the adults, they're the teachers, they're the employers, they're my parents. Um, they must know. And so when I started having this success, I was like, wait a second. It seems like those weaknesses that I had, the worst things about me, my biggest weaknesses actually were my biggest strengths. I didn't turn them into strengths. They just were. And I didn't realize that. And once I tapped into that and started finding situations that rewarded me for who I was, instead of trying, trying to turn me into someone else, I started having success. And so that's what I teach people that, that your biggest weaknesses are also strengths and that the things that you're trying to fix about yourself and other people are oftentimes your best quality. So for example, you know, it's New Year's resolution time. So someone's like, oh, everybody tells me I'm too stubborn. My boss tells me I'm too stubborn. My spouse tells me I'm too stubborn. My kids tell me I'm too stubborn. I'm too stubborn. But also, if you ask that person about their biggest strengths, they'd probably start talking to you about some things that sound a lot like persistence, you know, and, and they're not realizing that, that that strength of persistence is that weakness of stubbornness. And both words mean to stick with things longer than most people think is reasonable. And the only thing that makes someone persistent instead of stubborn is success. Once we're successful, people go, oh, good job. You were persistent. When we're still not there yet, people are like, you're stubborn. You need to give it up and move on to something else. And so you can't in 2022 get more persistent and be less stubborn at the same time because it's the same quality. It's the same characteristic. And you're going to succeed because you stick with things longer than most people think is reasonable. So build on your persistence instead of trying to fix your stubbornness. So that's the freak factor is just recognizing that every characteristic is a dual, has a dual nature. It's, it has two sides of the same coin. And once we recognize that it changes the way we try to get better. Yeah. I, I love that because I think fix ourselves and, and, you know, what, what you, just what you're saying is just, instead of trying to fix ourselves, it's like, how do we, how do we take the extract the good from it? Maybe while kind of controlling the downside a little bit, mitigating it or, or however, but if we can find a place where we can use that uh, effectively, 
it's, it's extremely, extremely powerful. Um, so like we're, as we're moving it, it, and I think that we're moving into 2022 and I'm thinking, you know, everybody's thinking about resolutions, you know, like how do I get better? So, um, where would you, how would you give somebody the process to start realizing how can I embrace my quote unquote freak factor and use it? I mean, like, do you have a process for that? Can you explain that to them? Yeah, great. Well, you hit on it earlier too. You just said you mitigate the downside by finding a place that rewards you for that quality, right? So that really is the way people say, no, I overuse that characteristic. No, I have too much of that. No, I need to tone it down, moderate it, reduce it. No, you don't. What you need to do is find the situation that rewards you for that characteristic instead of continually putting yourself in situations that punish you for that characteristic. So the first part is to do that assessment, know your strengths and weaknesses and start looking at what's the upside. And the second part is really, you know, there's more to it than that. But the second key part is really what you said. In 2022, how can I find situations that put a spotlight on the best things about me and take the spotlight off the worst things about me. Nobody ever after one of my speeches goes, oh man, Dave couldn't sit still and be quiet and do what he was told. Cause that's not the job, right? That's not the, that's not the responsibility. Of course I stood up, of course I talked, of course I was on my own and making up my own things that I was gonna say and not taking instruction from somewhere else. So in the right situation, your weaknesses become strengths, not by you changing yourself or becoming someone else or self-discipline or fighting. So I think that's the goal for 2022. How do I identify the situations that already put a spotlight on my strengths? And how do I identify other situations that I'm not in yet that would put a spotlight on my strengths? And how do I move myself into those situations more often? And how do I move myself out of situations that put the spotlight on my weaknesses? And one of the best ways to see that is, you know, what gives you energy, right? What gives you energy? Um, and when does time seem to disappear? That's how you know you're in your sweet spot. And what drains your energy? And time just seems to drag on and on and on and start keeping a checklist of those things and try to move away from the one and into the other, knowing that, again, the goal isn't to be perfect. It's to find situations that match who you are. And that's when we find success, not when we change who we are, but when we fit who we are to where we are. Right, right. Um, you know, it's a, something <laughs> I just wrote down is, you know, I think there's 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 things in people's background or things that they do or characteristics about themselves that they're embarrassed about that they don't like. Um, and, you know, for years I was all, it's funny, like for years I was embarrassed. My name was Robin Robbins, right. Until I started, I got into a sales job and then it was all of a sudden it was an asset because everybody would remember my name. It made me yeah. unique. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a time in my life where I was embarrassed that I didn't finish high school and I had a GED. And now that, like you said, it's the difference is success. Once you're successful, you flip everybody the bird and go screw you, right? But you well, know- Well, that's actually um, part of the story, right? Like it's more impressive. Look at what I've done and I didn't finish high school. That's a better story than look at what I did after I went to a great school and got a master's degree from Harvard and had rich parents. You know, it's a right. better story. But like you said, afterwards, right? It's not at the time. Right. And, and, you know, but even in business. So if we, one of the things I'll hear, for example, from a lot of small MSPs, they'll say, well, I'm small. 
I can't compete with the big guys. You know, I don't have all the staff. I don't have all the resources. And I'm like, but the use that to your advantage. The fact that you're small, you could go into a customer and you're like, you're going to be my biggest customer. I'm going to wake up in the morning and for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm going to think about you. I'm going to support you. You are the, the, the sun rises and sets on you as my biggest customer. Not this other company you're talking about. You're a blip. You're in, you're a small customer of them. They, they're not going to work anywhere near as hard as I'm going to work. So I think, you know, I want to kind of translate this more than just personal. I mean, in business, yes. In your life, I think this really can make a make a difference. Um, yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. I mean, that's the new book we wrote is called Pink Goldfish, and it's about the marketing and strategy aspects of that. And you really hit on it. I was working with some digital agency folks, and they went around the room and they said, um, "Talk about how you describe your size to prospective customers." And what I watched every person do is try to talk like they were bigger than they were. And when I got up there, I was like, you need to stop that. You need to tell them, this is my cell phone number. You're never going to get a junior associate. You're always going to get the person with 30 years of experience. You're never going to get a call center. You're going to be 40% of our business. We're going to be focused on you. We can be flexible. We can be responsible. We're small. And that allows us, there's strengths to being small. And just like you were doing, that big, big is good. But there's downsides to that. They're going to be slower. They're going to be less flexible. They're going to be less customized. They're going to be less personalized. They can't do for you what we can do. We're not going to apologize. And that's something that I really want to focus on that you just said a minute ago. Oftentimes, we're ashamed of these things. The subtitle of The Freak Factor is discovering uniqueness by flaunting weakness. And flaunting means to parade without shame, to be unapologetic. And that's what you're really talking about. Robin Robbins is my name, and I'm proud of that. I have red hair and I'm proud of that. I didn't finish high school and I'm proud of that. I'm a small business and I'm proud of that. I, I'm working at home. I'm in my basement. You're going to have my number. You're going to get my email every single time. I'm going to be providing the service directly. There's no one else. That's not something to be ashamed of. That can be a huge asset with the right customer. And that's alignment again. But it all does start. If you got your head down and you're ashamed and you don't believe in your business or you believe that you're not good enough because you're not like the other ones, that's a missed opportunity. And so that's exactly right. They need to do what you talked about doing. How do I frame those weaknesses as strengths, see them as differentiation and take advantage of them instead of letting them beat me? Exactly right, man. I love it. I love it 100%. And you, you have a book for kids too, don't you? Yeah, the freak factor for kids. Because so many people, I mean, I'm talking to business owners, I'm talking to entrepreneurs, but they're like, hey, I got a kid with ADHD. I got a kid with dyslexia. I got a kid with autism. I got a they're kid different. that's being bullied. And they so got exactly red right. hair. They yeah, got that's freckles. A, no, that's they're right. They're skinny. being bullied because they're too short. They're too oh, tall. They're too skinny. They're too fat, whatever it happens to be. And so again, if you're not ashamed of it, no one can use it against you. So the main message of that is that the weirdest kids make the best adults, right? And exactly. that's a message that's really empowering to younger people. But it's also, where do they get some of that pressure to conform? It's sometimes coming from the adults. Sometimes the parents need to be the one that gives their kid permission to be weird. It's the parents who are ashamed and worried what other people think about their own kid. Yeah, I think that's a really key message right there. If people were, were up against time, but if people wanted to learn more about that book and you, where, where do they go? Yeah, it's just drendal.com. So D-R-E-N-D-A-L-L.com. So D-R-E-N-D-A-L-L.com. The book is a free video right on there. The kid's book is. There's videos of my presentations. There's links to all the books and, and all the resources, the assessments and things like that at drendal.com. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I think all your stuff is phenomenal and we'll, we're going to continue to work with you, of course, coaching our, our clients on speaking, but, uh, you know, definitely get the copy of the book. Um, it's not for yourself, for your kids. Um, you know, cause I think that's, we live in this world where everyone wants to conform. And, uh, I think it's, it's a really important message. So Dave cheers. What are you drinking by the way? You, what do you, do you have, you have, uh, hitting it hard with the water, got some water in my pink T-Rex cup here. So hitting it, hitting it hard. Well, cheers. All right. Like Jack, we're hardcore athletes. We got to stay hydrated, but he's got the wine. He knows how to keep, he gives so much blood. He's got to keep those red blood cells up with that, that red wine. He's got to keep the bot. He's actually, his blood is 40% red wine. And that's one of the reasons it's so valuable at the red cross. It helps get people the antioxidants that they need. And it really just heals their bodies uh, from the inside out. It's a, it's a thing. It's a secret. A lot of people don't know about Jack. I know they, they see the audience. I don't know if they can see Jackson in the waiting room. They don't know. He's coming he's next. Smiling though. He's coming now. Soon. He, he did not look happy. Uh, he did, <laughs> oh, he's got it. No, he tracks his wine days. I'm not making this up. He tracks how many days he has a solid bottle of wine. Jack's Jack's for real. He knows how to balance his life. He works hard and he plays hard. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Well, very cool. Well, cheers to you with your water. You know, we still like you anyway. Um, you know. <laughs> well, it's like Jim Gaffigan says, when you, when you don't drink, people are like, Hey, why don't you drink? But if you don't eat mayonnaise, nobody goes, is that because you've got a problem with mayonnaise? Like people under, people have a harder time, you know, when you, when you don't drink. Uh, but no, it's not a, it's not a big deal. It's just not one of my favorite. I got other problems. I eat lots of sweets. That's my, that's my drinking. So. Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll get you screwed up sometime. Maybe we'll come in and we'll just get you like totally fucked up. You know That'll what I mean? Like, we'll just That'll get, be goal for, that... for a boot camp in, uh, in April. We'll just go out and just get blasted and you can get me an Uber on the way home. I will, I will get you like martinis that are like pink martinis and we'll get you so sauced. And that is, that will be funny. All right. I mean like that I'm selling tickets to that. You guys okay, took great. care of me last time I was there. We went out with Mike. We had pink sushi, two different kinds of pink sushi. So I'm pink on the inside and the outside. <laughs> very cool all right dave cheers thank you for listening to this episode of the msp success podcast if you find this valuable please be sure to like subscribe follow comment and or leave a five-star review also be sure to subscribe for our free msp success magazine and get more it services business resources at www.mspsuccessmagazine.com.